Welcome to the Be Real Podcast. I'm Diana Gasparoni. I'm a visionary psychotherapist, CEO, and founder of Be Well Psychotherapy and Be Her Programs. I am Ednisha Salisbury. I am a therapist, speaker, trainer, and co-creator of Black Woman Be Whole. Each week, we will talk about the journey of mental health wellness. We will talk about why your mental health is just as important as your physical health and the connection that being mentally well has on all areas of your life. We will be interviewing psychotherapists, doctors from both Eastern and Western disciplines, authors, change makers, thought leaders, and more. Our mission is to bring you information that is both thought provoking and encourages you to look closer at your mental and emotional well-being. We give you tips and insights to taking the next steps. If you have already gotten into the door, we'll get you to go a little deeper. Each week, we're going to have real conversations, helping you work through your mental wellness questions and reminding you that you are not alone. Mental wellness is our passion. We practice what we preach. It is our mission to touch as many souls as we can with this content and leading you to a place of mental clarity and well-being. So for the next hour, let's work together, lay back on the couch and get real. Hey, Diana. Here Um, we are being real again. Again. (laughs) Welcome to Be Real. Super exciting. We're here. We're not together still. We're still in separate rooms, separate apartments, separate places in time. Separate cities. (laughs) Oh, that's true. We are in separate cities. We are in separate cities. But our city is opening up, isn't it? Yes. So um, my gym charged my credit card the other day, right? Because they're open (laughs) at 25% capacity, but they charge my credit card. So, And I bet they didn't charge it at 25%. They charge the full price. (laughs) They charge the full. I'm not ready to go back yet. I'll have to say, Um, you know, our restaurants are opening up at 25% capacity. When does that happen? I think that happens this week. Yeah. So you can eat inside at 25%. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm. Yeah. I'm not ready for that. As long as the weather's nice, I'm okay with still being outside. I kind of like it. I know that there was an accident in New York where a car hit like one of the little outdoor setups of the restaurant. So it can be dangerous, <laughs> but I still feel more safe. <laughs> there it is. I can get hit by a car, but I might not get COVID. I don't know. <laughs> um, I like the outdoor dining. I think it's so cute. They did a really good job in my little hamlet where I live. It's beautiful. Um, but when I drive through the city, I think it's, they're really cute. It reminds me of being in Europe. Like all the, you know, when you're in Paris, everybody eats outside all year long. Paris is one of my favorite places on earth. It is, even I though know. it's cold. Well, we'll be having heat lamps out soon, right? I think we're still going to be eating outside in like November with heat lamps. In the you York. know, I think that... Heat lamps are going to be uh, the fall Zoom. Like, ev- there's everybody's going to need one. Everybody's going to need heat lamps. Everybody's going to need like. I hope they make their whoever makes heat lamps. I hope they're making more right now, I'm so have that to we buy can some stock stock in heat, heat lamps. lamps. Like, yes, I'm on it. I'm on it. I'm about to do the research. I'll let you know later. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, I don't know. Are we? And then there's also also the question of: Are we ready to go back? to the office. I know that ultimately that's going to be my decision. (laughs) That would be your decision. But I think, I think I'm ready to go work out of an office. I think I might do virtual sessions while in your office or face-to-face sessions. I think virtual sessions in the office. 
Um, I mean, our offices are big enough. We can do it if we wanted to see people. I don't know. I don't know. We'll go. Um, I'll go next week and check it out. I'm not ready to sit across from my client with a mask on. I'm just, I don't, I don't think I'm ready for that, but my clients are ready to see me in person, right? Like therapy is very different while in the same room with someone. So I do miss that. I have to say, and I'm really tired of doing sessions from my dining room table. So I might also like meet you at the office and maybe we can have lunch and, you know, it it can be um, just a different experience than I've had for the last couple of months. So I can see that happening. I know. And we actually are going to see each other live today. Today. I'm so excited. The first time we'll be in the same space together in the last six months, seven months. I don't even know how long it's been. I know. I think we were, the last time we saw each other in person was the last day we were in the office. And we thought we would be back in like two weeks. And that didn't happen. And that didn't happen. (laughs) And that did not happen. I remember that day because we had uh, one of our first guests was in New York, recall, mm. right? I was going to meet him. And um, yeah, wow, that was so long ago. It was. So this should be a good day. We're going to spend some time together. I know. And um, yeah, we're going to have an amazing show today. So like... Let's get into that because I, I know you're super excited. About <laughs> so excited. Not that I'm not, but Diana's like fangirling. Like she's just having a whole moment. So, yeah. I mean, I love a movement. I love when somebody creates something authentically from their heart, like based on their experience in the world and can touch souls in a way that like is powerful and meaningful. And that's what our guest today has done. And, um, I've been following her for years. And I mean, you know, I love the IG. <laughs> like, I love IG it. stalker. <laughs> I am a little bit of an IG stalker. And um, when I launched Be Her, we uh, quoted her. We, we you know, repost yeah. <laughs> the thing. I mean, I'm a stalker. I don't know all the things. So we, re- we reposted one of her one of her posts and then she commented on it. And I was like, I have arrived. (laughs) (laughs) I have arrived in this virtual world of, um, and then I just got totally hooked. I was like hooked. I like follow, uh, I'm, I follow her on HD. I, I, I think I'm going to take all the courses, like all the things I'm deep into her life. I listened to her podcast. Anyway, we should probably tell people who she is. And I, I'm going to tell you guys, cause Diana is just too excited. So <laughs> I'll tell you guys who it is. So her name is Alexandra L, but she goes by Alex L. She's an author and wellness consultant living in the Washington, D.C. metro area with her husband and children. Uh, writing came into her life by way of therapy and the exploration of healing through journaling. Quarterly, Alex teaches workshops and retreats centered around assisting others and finding their voices through storytelling, poetry, and narrative writing rooted in truth without shame. Her mission is to build community and self-care practices through literature and language. She is currently an author at Chronicle Books. Alex is the author of multiple books and journals. Most recently, After the Rain, which will be out in October, Neon Soul, and Today I Affirm, which is a journal that nurtures self-care. And she's also a fellow podcast host of Hey Girl. Yeah, I guess you guys sit back, 
get your tea or your wine, whatever, get ready. Um, because this is going to be a good one. As you know, I am a huge supporter of therapy. And if there was ever a time to prioritize your mental well-being, it's now. As the founder of Be Well Psychotherapy, I am proud to announce my team is leading the way in online therapy. Be Well is based in New York City, and we were one of the first practices to pivot to online therapy with the outbreak of COVID-19. With over 15 licensed therapists, Be Well offers a variety of methodologies and approaches so you can select a therapist that is a good fit for you. We help individuals of all ages, including kids, teens, couples, and wait for it, we even have online group therapy. There is no need to struggle alone with feelings of depression, anxiety, isolation, grief, or loss. To learn more, visit BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, that's one word, to 484848 to get connected with a therapist today. Again, that's BeWellPsychotherapy.com or text BeWell, one word, B-E-W-E-L-L, to 484848 to get connected to a therapist today. And now back to our amazing show. Hello and welcome back to Be Real. It's me, Diana, and Anisha. I am here today. I'm always here. We're here together in a pandemic still. I know. Highlight highlight of the pandemic is being with you every week. I'm really excited today. We have Alex L. with us. Alex. Hi. So good to be here. Uh, We are so thrilled. So we're just going to jump right in. And could you let our listeners know a little bit about you? My name is Alex L. I'm an author, a self-care facilitator, and mother and wife. The mission and goal behind my work is to create um, self-care writing practice and build community amongst women through that writing practice. So that is what I do and who I am in a nutshell. I've been following you for a long time and I'm super, super impressed. I like I'm having a fangirl moment. That's for sure. So I want to know how this all started. Like how did how did you start this? Because you are one exceptionally young, and two, in my opinion, because I am much older. But also, um, you are really creating a movement. Like there, this is mm-hmm. like a, you are a force. So can you just tell us how you got started in this whole thing? I guess I'll start with my younger years, around um, middle school and high school. I've always leaned on writing as a support for my creativity, but it wasn't until I actually went to therapy and had an amazing therapist um, nudge me towards putting my voice on the page um, by way of healing. And she called it, put your journal in your emotional toolbox. And that, and that, that emotional toolbox is something that I still carry with me today. I mean, it's imaginary, but I know that I can dig in there for breath work. I can dig in there for journaling. I can dig in there for some peace of mind. Um, but I was a really sad kid. I suffered from depression and anxiety, and I grew up in a pretty um, volatile home. So it was just a lot of feelings of um, unworthiness and rejection, displacement that I felt. And I was a really angry kid in addition to being sad. So writing really was my way to um, get my anger out and also 
try to get some clarity. I mean, now as a 31 year old woman, I can look back and say, oh, I was trying to find clarity in moments of writing. But back then it was just like purging. My work now, fast forward, since writing saved my life, I think it's only right that not only am I writing books for the world, but I am giving people accessible tools to find their own voice on the page through writing practice and therefore building community. I mean, especially as a woman, especially as a Black woman, I find that this is very, very important and powerful work. And not not solely because I'm doing it, but because other people are doing it along with me. And I think that that's really uh, important. That was so beautifully put. And I, I mean, both Anisha and I perked up when we heard that <laughs> we were like, well, a therapist was involved. Yes. But what, we love that. <laughs> well, we love that. Um, but what a gift and what a gift that you're giving to a community as a movement, as a just leading the way and also showing the transformation and how the transformation from therapy and putting your emotions on the page has really transformed your life. And being able to give that back is amazing. Thank you. Yeah, it's been, it's been, um, it's been a journey for sure. And I definitely am grateful for writing practice and to have the clarity that I have now, you know, it's, it's really it's a whirlwind. It's been a, it's been wild, but so good too. I, I think for me, I just love that there are so many examples of self-care out there, especially for me as a black woman. I don't even remember hearing self-care talked about in my household. Um, mm-hmm. I didn't even hear it with my friends. It wasn't just something that we talked about. We were always thinking about how we can give to others and not really about how we can give back to ourselves. And for you to think about self-care as a form of written expression, I I love that. And as a therapist, I do talk to my clients all the time about journaling and and, and kind of just kind of getting it out of your head. Because some of us just live in our heads sometimes. And I'm just like, get it on the page. And I love that you are using writing as as a form of healing. I did like a deep dive, you know, in your Instagram. <laughs> and I think you, 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 you hit it on the head earlier. You talked about it's very accessible, the work that you do. So I love that you have like free writing exercises, right? As well as like paid programs. And even your paid programs are just very accessible. Like if I'm a college student, I can afford it. If I'm a woman working two part-time jobs, I can afford it. So I love that you are so accessible to everyone. And it doesn't I mean, feel like, you know, I, I don't know how to grasp her. Like, I, I can't get to her. Yeah, yeah, like I yeah. Can get to you. Yes. And I was just going to say that, like, that's absolutely why I think this work is important because I everyone can do it with or without me. You know what I mean? And I think that that's what's so powerful is folks can self-permit to do this work. And speaking of self-care, like, I've been really grappling with that word lately because it's so trendy and commercialized and consumer driven, like buy those new jeans. That's your self-care. That's your retail therapy. You know, I'm like, I, I feel, I feel it. Right. I guess, but that's not self-care. Like maybe that's not the right thing to say. Um, no, I love that. Please keep going. You're right. We don't believe that either. (laughs) Keep going. going. Um, because at the end of the day, you get those new jeans and then you're still not taking care of yourself. You got new jeans on, but you're still struggling. So it's like, not, it's not, not like authentic. It's not, it's not building us for our best self. Right. So a lot, what I've been, talking about lately is self-care as community care and what that looks like for me as a wife, as a mother, as a friend, as a business owner, as a facilitator. And 
it really looks like me taking a beat, taking a pause and leaning into myself, feeding my body, hydrating, moving my body, getting outside, having alone time, naming what I need, like the list can go on so that I can show up in my relationships and in my roles, in my community, full and not depleted. I mean, like I saw my grandmother show up empty, my mother show up and empty because they're taking care of everybody else or thinking that they were when really they were just giving parts of themselves and not their best self. I don't know if that makes sense, but that's the thought that I just had. It's a beautiful thought and it makes total sense. And I'm in full agreement around the trendiness of self-care. And also as as you're giving examples of your grandmother and your mother and you are showing up whole. So as you show up whole, it's self-care is, I want to go with emotional care. I want to go with, mm-hmm. um, mm-hmm. because really you show up for your, when you show up for your community, you want to, again, you want to be a whole person. Yes. I don't know. Let's rebrand it. Let's do it. How are we, let's, let's <laughs> well, we got to be careful with that. Cause then it's going to be emotional care. All yeah, on commercial. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's true. It's true. It definite, but for sure, the, there's a separate, there's, I mean, how, how can we pull it apart? Right. Yeah. How, can, how can we, how can we separate buying those jeans as like, when you permit your, when you allow yourself to buy the jeans or when it becomes part, when the jean buying actually becomes part of self-care and not a distraction from mm. something, mm-hmm, right. Mm-hmm. Because that can definitely be a distraction. Like it can be, you can spend all day looking at Whatever. Face masks Face and all those ma- things. All the and things. still feel depleted and, you know, yeah. Right. So I've really just been looking at self-care as community care and how Alex can show up in her community, her mm-hmm. best and fullest and most intentional self. And sometimes mm-hmm. that's really hard. And that, it shifts and it ebbs and it flows and it requires me to name what I need and to speak up. And so it's a whole like cyclical thing, this self-care for me, at least. Yeah, because we do need, I mean, we need communication skills, We need, which is self-care, which is like finding words, being able to really make mistakes and mm-hmm. like allow yourself to, to grow in that way, which isn't a face mask, although those are nice, but those aren't, um, they're <laughs> not like, it's not getting you closer to your community, right? To the mm-hmm. people around you. There's, mm-hmm. you're not, it's not going to, it's not going to hold you in the way that you want to be held in the world because you want to be seen and lo- and loved and seen. That's what we want. And even, I guess we, we, the marketing is that it's a way to take care of yourself, but if, but what's really taking care of yourself is knowing that you need to hydrate. You need to go out for a walk. You need to take care of those things. I mean, I personally have spent a ton of money on skincare during this quarantine, <laughs> um, but like, in that it hasn't been like, it's been more of like, like a panic reaction than Mm. something that is fulfilling. I mean, it's not, it hasn't, it doesn't, after I buy it and I open the box and this, it comes, I'm like, oh, I don't feel more whole. I just feel like I have more stuff. Mm. And so Mm. how, right. Then you have more stuff and having more stuff doesn't mean you feel better. It just means you have more clutter. Mm, no I feel that I feel that yes yes Mm -hmm. and I mean another thought there for me is um like because I love skincare too like it's my jam um -hmm. and I find that I have spent a lot more money on skincare during quarantine it's like why not glow you know like why not (laughs) 100% (laughs) right but then 
finding ways, and I, and I think this has become second nature in my life because um, taking care of myself has become a, a ritual and a practice and being a mom of three daughters and being a wife and being all five of us being home, it's a wild ride. So everything that I do when I get my alone time becomes a meditation. Mm -hmm. So when I'm washing my face, when I'm putting that new skin cream on, when I'm doing my um, little crystal rollerball thing, I don't know what it's called, massage um, on my face, like it really does Mm -hmm. become this meditative practice. And I know that may sound kind of woo-woo or silly, but like that's how I connect everything back to taking good care of myself is not just doing things off a whim, but doing things with intention and with meditation in mind, because that's what keeps me and my energy grounded. And that's what keeps me in my body, um, especially when we live in such chaotic times um, currently. So yeah, I just wanted to input that there too. I love that. Yeah, because I think that people... Well, clients that I talk to, they're waking up with anxiety, right? Like, so they're already in this anxious state soon as they wake up, like talking to them about kind of taking that time, like you said, even if it's skincare, whatever it is that taking that time for yourself with yourself, you know, to be with your thoughts, to figure out like what's next for me. Um, It's interesting because as someone who I, I call myself a self-care advocate, I still don't have it down pat. Like I struggle so much with it personally. So it's interesting that, you know, I can go out and I can talk to my clients about it, but I haven't fully figured it out for myself. Like, how do I really take that time to take care of me when I think that, you know, as therapists, we hold space for people all day, Mm -hmm. learning how to hold space for yourself Mm -hmm. is, is just, you know, it's so much easier said than done. I think I Mm want to say like, we want to talk about self-care, you know, but it's hard work, yes. right? Like to really do it, it it's, very, it's hard work. And um, it has to be a learned behavior and has to be very intentional. Yep. It's not gonna come. Yep. Um, I really appreciate your description of the meditative practice because it is it can be a mindfulness practice when you are very intentionally um, taking care of yourself in that way. And I was thinking about the, it's a jade roller. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> mine's not jade. It's pink quartz. So what I just oh, said, pink quartz roller. Pink I mean, quartz roller. Face roller. There we go. There we go. <laughs> and like the ritual, like mine is in my freezer. So that like, mm. I know that like, and then you do have to spend the time and then, but you're taking the time for yourself quietly, just doing the one thing. I think it, uh, the first mindfulness book I read was by uh, Thich Nhat Hanh. And, one, and mm. when I read it, it changed the way I brushed my teeth because wow. it was the only thing. His example was just brush your teeth. And I was mm. like, that's so interesting because when you're thinking about it, you're like, yeah, I brush my teeth a couple times a day. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then, but when you're just standing and brushing your teeth, it is, it becomes more intentional. It becomes more self Brushing your, brushing your teeth is self-care, right? It's something that you have to do. So um, it just becomes more of a mindfulness practice. It, re- it really like that. And then it moves into like doing the dishes and what that feels like when yep. you're doing the dishes and you're staying and you're just doing the dishes and you're reminded and it's just a meditation and you're doing the dishes so that you can have a clean dish to have beautiful home cooked food on. And mm-hmm. it does that 
it with it when you do things with intention things just start to change and shift finding meditation in the mundane that is oh i like so important i wrote a poem about that a few years ago and it was when i was really struggling with um writing practice but also just showing up for myself and like feeling like i didn't have time to show up for myself i had these new had these babies and it was just a lot. And I'm just like, yo, um, what is life right now? And I remember just thinking, just find a moment, you know, going to the mailbox can be so just, I don't know, plain, but what if you take your time walking to the mailbox? What, what if you take your time just being present in that moment? And I think that if more of us lean into that, it could just bring some calm in our life, like these mini moments of joy, as one of my podcast guests has said before, just finding a mini moment of joy and like leaning in there. Which well, is- I, I'm sorry. I was going to say, I guess we should talk about the podcast. I was just gonna now say, <laughs> because as we, I, I'm just thinking as we're going through this is like, there is also the umbrella that there are three children <laughs> husband that you are also caring for under all of it. And we're going to get to that, but let's get to the podcast. <laughs> sure. Hey girl. Right. Yes. And um, I've been listening. It's so much fun to listen to. It's so compelling. Um, so how did this come about? Cause you talk so much about self-care on the podcast, which I love. And you give like a platform for women who are creative and amazing and, you know, kind of to talk about the work that they're doing. So, mm. Hey Girl is, I think we're going to, we're going on four years old at the end of this year. And it's just a little passion project. I wanted to talk to different folks that inspire me and um, that are business owners and mothers and wives and single women and just the diversity of womanhood. I wanted it to be in audio form. And it was interesting because um Initially, I had a blog that I really never kept up with, and I was trying to find a way to be creative. So I recorded one of the essays that I wrote, and someone was like, "Oh, this is a blogcast. You should, you know, think think about a podcast. Um, or if you're going to do these often, call these blogcasts." And I was like, "Oh, interesting. I love podcasts. You know, maybe I will." And then me and my husband brainstormed on what the name could be, and it. Hey girl came up because me and my closest girlfriend go, Hey girl, like we always are saying, (laughs) you know, Hey girl. Um, Yeah, it's, I mean, it's really nothing magical uh, as far as how it came to be, but it's transformed into a collection of magic. And I'm so glad that I have my little, my little Hey Girl Baby podcast. I I love it so much. (laughs) It is super fun. I have, uh, I take you on walks with me and listen. Mm -hmm. And I love the beginning. I love the Hey Girl and all the the different voices. And then um, there's a young voice at the end. So it's just like, there's Charlie, my my (laughs) oldest daughter. Yes. She was like, she was like eight. And every time she hears it now, she's like, ah, my voice was so, can I redo that? So I actually have to, (laughs) I have to do a new uh, Hey Girl with her mature 12 year old voice in it. (laughs) I sound like such a baby and I'll probably get Isla in there who's two and she's so funny. So, you know, we have to do a refresh on the Hey Girl voices, but yes, that little voice is my oldest daughter. Yes, Miss Wonderful. Charlie. Miss <laughs> Charlie. Oh, she sounds, it's such a night. Nice, and the women that you've highlighted, I did listen 
I think I went to somebody's website and was looking for a dress. Like there's just, but the women are so compelling too. And also uh, I was binging, oh, cause we're going to go right from there into, I binged the, the book series where we talked to all the people that helped you create your- Yes, After the Rain, the new yeah. book. <laughs> <laughs> my editor and my agent, yeah, my girls. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Your up and coming book that will be out in October which was, I think this is your third project. So do you want to talk a little bit about that? Yeah. So After the Rain is actually my fourth project. Wow. Yes. Um, I'm with Chronicle Books for this project. Um, And then a matching journal is coming out called Encourage in January. Um, So After the Rain is a collection of life lessons that read like um, encapsulated memoirs is what my agent says. So they're essentially essays um, that are labeled <laughs> lessons. And um, they're about my life and what I've learned and the journeys that I've walked through, the mistakes I've made, the successes I've had, the failures. And also there's, of course, affirmations in there to break up the longer pieces and meditations in there as well. So I am so excited for October 13th. I am ready. I am just so ready for the world to get this book. So yeah, after the rain. I'm ready too, because I've pre-ordered it. I can't wait for it to come. <laughs> and it's so beautiful, y'all. Like Chronicle did an amazing job. It's stunning. So I'm just, yay. Thank you for pre-ordering. And I hope you leave it out on your coffee table because it's so pretty. Oh, I'm for sure going to leave it on my coffee table. And um, I'm hoping that once I go through it, it'll be something that we can use um, with our patients. I hope so too. Yeah. I'm thinking that this is going to be a nice compliment to some of the work that we're doing. And I'm excited to dig in. I love, I love a little memoir. I love finding out more about people. Obviously it's my job, but (laughs) um, it'll be nice. I mean, we're going to find out a little bit more about you today, but like those, that time when you sit and you write and you are like digging into the most important parts of your story and you share them with the world are so you're so vulnerable while you're doing it and what a gift you're giving to the world because we will all be touched by it. Mm, Thank you. What is that like to be so vulnerable, right? Because I I find there's a lot of you in your work. There is a lot of me in my work because I think it's my responsibility to speak from a place of experience and a place of triumph and a place of failure and a place of growth and learning each chapter essentially in After the Rain is labeled lesson and then there's a word after. So lesson, change, lesson, self-love, lesson, dedication. I find that folks relate to the truth and to shared experiences. Uh, I talk a lot about my relationship with my mother growing up and how tumultuous it was and um, verbally and physically abusive it was. And I also lean into looking at my mother as a human first and not just a mother, um, as a woman and not just a mother. And I know that there are so many other folks out there who may share tumultuous relationship experiences with their mothers, with their parents, with their loved ones. I wanted to be able to just speak from an abundance of compassion for self, but also for others. I guess to answer your question about what it's like to be vulnerable, I think it is radically important, especially as a Black woman in um, the literary world, to share my truth without shame or guilt and also hold space for love and for love, loving kindness, compassion, 
humanizing folks, ourselves included. So with After the Rain, I, I do that. And I hope that it shifts the conversations people have. I hope that it shifts uh, the things people are open to learning and understanding. And I hope that it gives folks um, a sense of camaraderie as well. I think that's what vulnerability does. It, it um, weaves webs of connection, be it with community members or strangers. There's so many beautiful nuggets in there. I'm so touched that you are able to separate yourself in a way that you can see your mother as a person, as a whole human, and then also heal from the experience. And I can't wait to read it because I think that that is, I mean, it's much of the goal in therapy, right? When, mm-hmm. we, when we are trying to really heal from somebody trying to care for us in a way or not care for us or how, whatever the case may be. And like the, inter- the impact that that relationship has on women, most specifically, like mothers and daughters have a very, they can have a very challenging time. They can, it, there's always something that needs to be healed. And this, this example that you are talking about and the way that you have healed yourself and I can just foresee the like how fortunate your three daughters already are that you wow. have that you have done this work and you are what an example you are now giving them of healing and self care and self preservation and success and mm. gra- and and gratitude. I mean, you can hear the gratitude in your voice. I, I mean, I'm I'm amazed, I'm awed, and I'm so excited for when I get to go and get the book. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that. Thank you. Yeah. And it's so interesting. Um, I want to make sure I I touch on this as well. Like when I got my first advanced copy of After the Rain, after after writing it, uh, it was wild to sit down and reread it from a lens of not having to do any more edits and not having to, you know, do any more work on it. It was done. And my husband asked, what do you think your mom is going to think? And something that I hold a lot of space for is the sharing of stories, meaning my story is not simply my own. It is also my mother's. Um, It is also, you know, whoever else I come in contact with, but specifically here, because I talk um, quite a bit about my upbringing and just my my growing up. Um, I knew that I had to um, handle these stories with care so that not to hurt my mother, not to embarrass her, not to undermine her in any way. And I did not write this book until I was ready to hold space for the duality of our stories and the duality of our humanness, especially now me as an adult woman, I can see her as an adult woman. And um, I gave her a copy, I wrote her a letter And I bookmarked the chapters that were about our stories. Mm -hmm. I said, after you read them, let's talk. And we had the most healing conversations after she read the book. And for the first time in my entire life, on my 31st birthday, this was weeks after she had read the book, she apologized to me. Wow. Um, And... Like we had a moment and she said, I'm so sorry for not being able to love you the way you were 
meant to be loved. Um, I was going through my own things and I did not know how to show up. And that's why I find so much joy in writing and vulnerability because it opens doors for conversations. It opens doors for healing and listening and understanding. I wanted that to happen with After the Rain and I wanted to hold space for the, the stories of my life and how they intertwined with other people's stories as well. And I wanted to do so with Grace and she told me that I did. So that was important. Wow. You know, I'm, as I listen to you, I think about how much of a gift that book was for your mom. Mm-hmm. You know, it's a gift for all of us who will read it. It's a gift for you. But how much a gift it was for her. Maybe she needed to read it so she could see things differently. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. she can look back on the past in a different way and be open to having a different conversation. Mm-hmm. about what happened. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So after the rain is definitely a testament of sun coming out, rainbows coming out, healing happening, growth happening, because I think even in our pain, we have to remember that it doesn't always last forever. Yes. And especially as we're ready to move through our pain points and our healing we find that to be true. I mean, I know I remember when I was thinking, oh my God, I wouldn't, I'm never going to heal. I'm going to be broken forever. I'm going to be hurting forever. Mm. And then I had to make a choice and I chose myself and I chose not to let my pain and my rain win and flood me out. And I think that's probably one of the greatest choices I've ever made. Well, I have a beautiful way with words. That's yes, what I wanted to say. I'm, like, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, and I'm so happy Uh, for myself right now that you make the choice because what, when you make those choices to not, I mean, so many people stay in the pain, right? They don't, they don't make the choice to move out of it. They don't know that they have a choice. They don't see it as Mm -hmm. a choice. They see it as something that they have to carry with them forever. And you made this choice to move through it and to be an example of moving through it. And did you, the title of your book is genius. Thank you. They wanted to change it and I fought them. I was like, no, (laughs) no, no. I mean, after you are like, as we sit here and we hear more about the book and we hear more about your experience and the title is just like going around in my head. It's like after the rain, that's that example that you just gave of having your mother read the book and having that experience of her being able to read it and come to you is after the rain, right? The rain is over. Mm. we've moved into we've moved into another version of this relationship Mm. and so in that you can show up as you whole and she has the opportunity to show up in it for you in a different way Mm. yeah and and I also you know talk about my journey to self-love and my failures um and everything so it's like there, I think it's important to note that there are always going to be rainy seasons. Um, yes. You know, like it's not just after the rain and boom, sun is out all day. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> you know, it's I like, wish. <laughs> um, but really, like I, I also talk about, you know, me and my husband's relationship. I talk about our journey to conceiving Isla and how she's our rainbow baby, a, um, a baby after miscarriage. And then 20 months later, a surprise. So we got a double rainbow. And like after the rain was really, <laughs> it was really and truly like it embodies 
my storms. Um, and also just the, the joy that can come from, from the storms, the lessons that can be learned. So this is so exciting. I mean, I wish it was October 13th because it was too. <laughs> I'm ready. I'm like, I'm like, wait, I could like, I'm going to the beach this weekend. I'm like in, I'm in to the book. I'm in. Um, so let's see. I think that we should jump into your virtual classes, right? Because yeah. if you were able yep. to write in this way, you're now kind of helping other women with this same thing. So yes. if we could talk about pathway to peace, which you are in the midst of right now. Right. We're in week two. We are in week two of Pathway to Peace. Um, so I started my virtual courses at the top of this year and each quarter is a new course. So we started off with New Year, Better You in January in quarter one. And then we moved to a journey home in quarter two. And now we are in quarter three and we are doing Pathway to Peace, which is so you, centered. Go ahead. No, you were virtual before the pandemic, huh? right before <laughs> right before the pandemic but it's so interesting how just divine alignment works because you know all of my in-person retreats were clearly you know canceled and mm -hmm. I was only going to do one course that was going to be the new year better you you know everybody can just dive in and then I was like oh no so I have to like find a way to be in community <laughs> with folks so anyway it was yes very like a week before the pandemic um <laughs> and it showed me that people are ready to show up and do this work and um with pathway to peace we're centering our writing practice around inner child work and inner child journaling this is my second group and uh it's been so amazing to see people come home to themselves on the page um we have men a few men in the, in ooh, the course too and I'm like okay yes heal <laughs> Let's go. Okay. That's amazing. <laughs> uh, it is truly. And um, I don't know, like I was really scared to do virtual courses for some reason. I don't know why. I think that was just kind of my uh, self-doubt on my shoulder saying, you know, people didn't want it or need it. But of course that was proven wrong. And it is just a beautiful experience to show up and hold space for people uh, through writing. Um, especially because writing really saved my life. And I've had, I have like so many different folks. It's a global, uh, it's a global community. Um, we have all ages, the oldest woman, I think is 65 in the group. We have as young as 17 in the group, Ooh. college students, single people, mamas, daddies, aunties. We have colleagues taking it together for their PD. Um, it's just wonderful. So it's something that's definitely uh, given me a lot of joy during this quarantine time. It's such a consistent tool to just stay in touch with yourself. Yeah. And also just to have a record, you know, to go back to of where you were, you know, three years ago, two years ago, a week ago, you yeah. know, yesterday in yeah. comparison to kind of where you are today. And so when you talk about all the people that this has been accessible to, it goes back to when we were talking in the beginning, like you put it at a price point where, yeah, the college student can come, auntie can come, grandma, whoever is interested can find a way to do this work. And sometimes when people want to do work, it's not accessible for them. I know. I don't get that. I don't yeah. like that. I don't get it. Um, I So the courses are four weeks long. We have one Zoom meeting at the very end to just be in community with each other over Zoom and 
all of that, the, the, the videos and stuff, which is really, really fun. The community gets to see like, oh, oh, you're in Brooklyn. Oh, you're in Lagos. <laughs> oh, you're in Australia. Like, oh, I'm, you know, it's just, it's just a plethora. It's just so abundant. I love it. But it's $49.99 and I will not move my price. I have been told, you know, you, you're not charging enough. I'm like, well, that's okay. Like the money will come regardless. Right? right. And I'm not in it for the money. I'm in it for the service of folks. It's really exciting too, because I've had folks do the first course and they're in this one and they're like, I cannot wait until, you know, um, quarter four comes and I can do, you know, the fourth course of the year. And like, people will keep coming back and they trust me and they trust me to help them trust themselves, which is so magical to be able to tell people, I don't have your answer. So if you're coming here to like get advice from me or you think I'm an expert <laughs> or a guru, you're going to be very disappointed because I'm still trying to get myself together <laughs> and we're going to get ourselves together, you know, as the unit, but I don't have your answers. You have your answers. You are your expert. And that is why I think people really resonate with with this work because they're able to trust themselves enough to show up for themselves on the page. And if they don't know, we can talk through it together, but they're not expecting, you know, Alex to like tell them how to live their life because, you know, that's not really what I do. I'm not in that uh, ballpark of things because I'm a flawed human being Look, who doesn't none know of what she's are. doing. None Listen, right. <laughs> People think therapists are supposed to do that too, but we don't, we can't. (laughs) Interesting enough though, my therapist told me um, years ago, she, I was asking her, you know, please like, just, you know what I'm supposed to do. Just tell me, like, (laughs) I'm sitting here across from you, paying you, you tell me. And she's like, Alex, I don't have your answers. Only you do. I will help, you know, you talk through them so you can have your breakthrough moments but I can't give you your answers. And I remember rolling my eyes so hard. (laughs) Mm -hmm. And then I had my breakthrough and I was like, oh. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's a lot of, you're keeping it a secret. I get that all the time. And I'm like, yep, yep, I'm holding it. I'm going to, I'm holding it hostage. (laughs) That's exactly what I'm doing. So, because we're in the business. No, I don't want you to suffer. suffer. We want you, we want to help you get there. I'm really um, happy to hear you give the clarification of helping people find their own voice and their own answers. Cause I think that oftentimes sometimes, well, I shouldn't say it that way. When people are seeking and they're trying to figure it out and figure themselves out, they do expect somebody like you, like us to have the answer, like that we have, like it's a, in the breaking it down from in therapy language, it's the projection that like we have our shit together. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> and we don't. <laughs> no, 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 no. I know. Um, and I say this every episode before I was a therapist, I was a yoga teacher and like that in that, like you have the answers and there is a guru and even the guru doesn't have the answer. Like you Mm, are, you are, you are the answer. You are your own guru. Yes. Amen. And that in this price point and being able to come back every quarter. And then as Anisha said, we're a different person. Mm. so like next year in that fourth quarter I we can keep doing this we can this this can be part of this can be part of our practice part of finding out who we are all continual I will be a part of the next class yay (laughs) and there it is and (laughs) and my courses are evergreen so I don't like expire them 
you know, if you that. have the Dropbox account, you get to keep them. So I have folks in the New Year Better You course from January. I can log in now and see, you know, that people are in the course taking it over again. And like, that's really important. Like accessibility shouldn't expire. And um, I'm doing things a little bit differently over here and it's working. So it's working for me. It's working for the community. And I think that that, you know, holds space for so much collective healing during these times. That's beautiful because there is that, again, I'm going to use a little therapy language. Like once sometimes we, (laughs) but sometimes we sign up for stuff and we think we're ready. And then we find out like we start to, we start, right. We're not, we start to do the work and it's too painful. We can't get there. And if I can go back or I can go and work with my therapist and then go back in and go into your course and get, and then see myself in a new way and Mm. put put the answers, put put the answers to my questions on the page because I'm in a different space and I can read that, that question or that assignment or whatever it is in a different way. And I can really internalize it. I can grow and, mm-hmm. and the pressure's off, right? Yep. Like that pressure. Yes. Yep. Yep. Ugh. Right there with you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So Anisha signs is going to, is signing up now. I can see her over there. <laughs> no, I, no, I was on there this morning. And I was like, all right, wait, they've already started September 6th. No, I, <laughs> listen, I've already, I've already been here, but I was like, I want to be a part of the virtual self-care community. I want to be down. I want to be down. That's it. I want, I want to be, be in. Well, when I close out this group, I will give y'all access to the group folder and you can do it on your own time. Oh just my to see it, how, If you like Alex, it or not. Thank you so much. That's amazing. That. You're welcome. You're yeah. welcome. Oh my Ooh, goodness. This has already been like, wow. This has been a wild morning. I, I have to say, <laughs> I think, you know, just listening to your voice is just so soothing. And your way with words is just so amazing and your vulnerability. I really do appreciate so much. So thank Mm. you for that. Thank you. No, truly. I'm honored to be here. I'm glad that we're in conversation. I keep thinking about how how you pull it all together with all of those kids. (laughs) Listen, me and my husband, we look at each other like, damn, we got a lot of kids. Like we have so, it was wild when it was just like, so we're a blended family. Charlie, um, I had when I was young, I was 18 when I had Charlie and my husband came into our life when she was four and a half. So um, seeing our family grow from three, right. Mm -hmm. To five in 20 months, however long it's been. I'm like, babe, this is wild. He's like, I know we can't do nothing. We got so many kids. (laughs) It's wild. (laughs) Because I did, I mean, I followed those two pregnancies and like the first pregnancy and you, and then I was like, but wait, she had that baby. <laughs> exactly. Like, That's what I thought. Oh, yeah. And I was like, oh no, oh no. Here, we're going again. We're going again. And yeah. you, you're so, um, what an example of grace and motherhood also in that mm-hmm. you are holding community and holding yourself together the best you can, especially under all of these wacky conditions we have right now, but that we are able to find a mom with young pe- with young young babies with babies mm-hmm. who's also able to talk about self care from a place of wholeness. Mm. I mean, from community and imperfectness. If I just if I could just interject there, mm. you know, yeah, yeah, it's not easy. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. No, we are. No, it's but the wild. Authentic- <laughs> the honesty and the authenticity are so important because I think we get the message, especially as women. Um, to like hold it all together yeah like in a way that like is absolutely impossible so uh the imperfections are are wit are things that we want to see 
Like we want to, we want to know. <laughs> we we want to know about the messes and also the success, the messes and the successes together, um, because well, they're also, so important. Yeah, we could do it all. It could, it may be a little messy, but it could get done. <laughs> but yeah, I, right. and then I think that that's what you're showing. That yes, mm-hmm. I I'm doing all of this even with you know two small children and a virtual learner at home, right? Mm-hmm. And I, and we're mm-hmm. still getting it done. But I think and it's I, also the beauty of a good partner too. Yes. I was just about to say like, so my husband works from home too. He's a screenwriter and he's in the thick of writing his first movie. And I'm like, yo, I I came out the bathroom yesterday and I was like, (laughs) the babies were sprawled out. Our house looks like a daycare 99% of the time. (laughs) And I was on the toilet. Like, I was like, yo, I'm peeing without like anybody busting through the door. Like, This is, this is wild. And I went out, I said, baby, I love you so much. And he was like, what's wrong with you? And I was like, I could not imagine doing this without you. Like both of us being home full time and making it work. And he is involved, involved in the thick involved. And like, I'm like, I'm just so grateful for you that I can go to the bathroom and not have to worry about Maximus, her climbing up the stairs. She's one, she almost won. She now can like sprint up the stairs. Isla (laughs) hanging from the couch. Charlie saying, hey, what's for lunch? Can you bring me a ruler? My class is in over. I'm just like, we are a unit. It takes Mm. a village. It's just really, I'm just really grateful for, to have my husband home full time with us because we'd all be sitting here like struggling if it wasn't for daddy. (laughs) Well, that's amazing. And um, again, we are so excited for your book and now we're even more excited to get into that class. We have so much to do, but we are getting near the end. So I could talk to y'all forever. This was like my uh, most fun interview I've ever had. Oh my gosh. Oh, so we fun. loved it too. So thank we you. We loved it too. And we could talk to you. But we um we're gonna get to know you a little bit in a little different way. Cool. Yeah. Anisha's gonna ask you some questions. Yeah, mm-hmm. I have two cool questions. So the first one is tell us about a unique or quirky habit of yours. Hmm. Unique or quirky habit. What's a unique or quirky habit? <laughs> what do people normally say to that question? Just side notes. I can first give you time. Did you ask? Oh I've my never gosh. Asked this I ask a different one every week. <laughs> I really should ask my husband because he has a lot to say about things like this, I think. Um, unique or quirky habit. Hold on. It's going to come to me. Unique or quirky habit. You might not have one. I can give you another question. Yeah, can you give me another one? I'm gonna think on that one. I have one. I just can't pull it right now. What can you do today that you were not capable of a year ago? Oh, geez, Louise, these questions. (laughs) (laughs) And you got all new questions, Alex. I I don't even, I don't even know where these came from. I was like, oh, I wait for them, and I'm like, what's she gonna ask today? These are way. These are all new. I think what I can do today that I couldn't comfortably do last year um, and confidently do maybe is a better way to put it for me. Last year was like really naming what I need Mm -hmm. and letting people know when I wasn't okay um, and when I'm not okay and when I need support. 
um, I think that kind of goes hand in hand with like doing everything and just, you know, holding it together. But that just wasn't sustainable with a um, 18 month old, a 20 month old at the time, and then a newborn. Um, so I guess I'm going to link this back to motherhood is that when we brought Maximus home, she like really shook up our world and we needed our community. Mm -hmm. uh, she wouldn't take uh, breast milk from a bottle. She doesn't take a pacifier. She still won't take a bottle. Um, so I was, I'm exclusively breastfeeding. She just started liking food, which is wild. She's a very different child from my other two. She just kind of gave, she could, she really did shake up our life. And I had to call my community and say, sis, I need you to come over and help me, you know, entertain right. Isla. And I had my friend fly in from Florida. She, she helped me. Um, I had my sister-in-law come in. I had the godparents come in. I had my parents come in and me and Ryan sometimes just needed to go lay down and like <laughs> naming what we needed and specifically me, because he was really like hands-on with Isla as the, as I was getting acclimated with having Maximus home, like it was really important for me to like have moments of pause and rest. And I was not able to hold it all together. I needed help. So saying, Hey, I need you. Hey, I'm not okay. Hey, I need to shower. I haven't showered in seven days. <laughs> um, like, please <laughs> support me, please support me. And knowing that I could trust to and ask people in my community, please help me. And they showed up um, before I thought I could just kind of wing it and I, I, it was fine, but it, it wasn't fine. So naming what I needed, especially in motherhood is, uh, is monumental. And now I do it all the time, which feels really good too. So I have a fun question, right? Yes. Really fun. Yes. Now I wanted to change it once I found out how old you were, but I still feel like you're an old soul. So I'm going to give it to you anyway. Okay. What's your favorite nineties jam? Oh my gosh. Favorite 90s jam. Probably Monica. So I'm still on the high from watching Monica and Brandy's the verses. <laughs> okay. Because uh, I'm still like floating. Um, I think I will have to say sitting up in my room or anything by Missy Elliott, like super duper fly. Like that was a jam when I was little. Um, little. And what else? What else? I was a DMX fan too. And he was oh, so me too. like... <laughs> He was so raunchy and just not age appropriate. Um, not at all. <laughs> not at all. And then, sorry. Okay, I'm on a tangent. Mary J. Blige's like first album with everything on it. That's classic. Classic. So there you go. And that's because my mama, like, that, that's because my mama. So <laughs> I'm imagining that your mama and I are on the same age. Mary J.'s <laughs> Mary J. Blige was mine. <laughs> that was my. That was my answer. <sighs> But yeah, um, Corky, let me see if I can re, um, revisit that. <laughs> okay, here we go. I cannot sleep with socks on. There it is. Uh, there it is. <laughs> Can't there it do is. it. And I'll look over at my husband. He has on socks. And I'm like, dude. Take mm. those socks off. Like that's that off. can't be comfortable. It's like, it's cold in here. You got the fan on, you got the AC on. And I, cause I love it cold when I sleep and I mm -hmm. cannot, it doesn't matter how cold my feet are. I'll just, you know, do the little tuck in the blanket, how you like <laughs> put your feet and tuck yeah. the blanket. Like yep. that's all you need. Like you don't need socks. Mm -mm. No, you don't. You don't. <laughs> you don't. I, oh, yeah. uh, I freeze, I freeze mine out too. So yeah. I understand. It's always <laughs> yeah. like, it's so cold. I'm like, it's not cold. It feels enough. so good. It feels so great, right? It's never Poor cold. Ryan, he have a hoodie on, <laughs> socks, sweatpants. I'm like, you cold? He's like, I'm good. Like, <laughs> 
Alex, <laughs> please, please tell everybody where they can find you. We're going to make sure that we put everything in the show notes, but where they can find you. Oh my goodness. Um, you can find me, of course, on Instagram at Alex underscore L. That's E-L-L-E. Um, on the Hey Girl podcast, um, on alexl.com, where you can also find free writing practices. Um, I am also on the Ritual app, which is a meditation. And the first three meditation writing practices are free. So I would definitely invite you to lean into ritual.io. And then Insight Timer, I have meditations on there as well. So there's a lot of freebies out there for you. And I love getting email and I do my best to respond to everyone. So yeah, that's where you can build community with me. And can we pre-order your book on the website? Oh, duh. I guess I should absolutely <laughs> mention After the Rain. After the Rain comes out October 13th, 2020, wherever books are sold. And yes, you can pre-order um, on alexl.com. You'll see the click-through link to go to Chronicle Books and pre-order. I would absolutely prefer if you live in the U.S. to order from Bookshop versus Amazon. Bookshop.org is wonderful. They actually funnel money into um, independent bookstores as well. So it's like really community-driven and indie bookstores really need our support right now. And we have an awesome pre-order campaign going on for After the Rain. So if you pre-order, you go to the uh, Chronicle Books website, which is also linked at alexl.com, and you put in your order or receipt number, and you get a free meditation, you get some free printables, and you get a chance to win a Zoom dinner with me and 10 of your friends to talk about After the Rain, be in community, drink wine if you drink wine, uh, have some eats, and get to know each other better. I love this. You are on that girl. Yeah. <laughs> That's my marketing team at Chronicle. So I cannot take listen, any credit for that, but I'm take, ready. <laughs> listen, you can take all the credit and then you, they would have nothing to do if it wasn't for you. You take all the credit and then you should go do it now because yeah. I already did it. I'm going to so pre-order. pre-order it now so that you win the dinner. Yes. <laughs> and then you'll we be can there. have another chat. <laughs> and, then exactly. you'll be there. <laughs> and then we get to hang out again. Yes. I love it. Yes. Uh, Alex, thank you so much. We can't, I mean, we can't get enough. We could hang out in your closet with you all day. Yes. Um, so, Anisha, we're going to end the show. We're going right? to end the show. All right. So. Uh, how do you want to end it today? We're still in a pandemic. Yes. So, stay safe. Stay safe. Wash, Wash your, your hands. hands. And wear, wear your, your mask. mask. I don't care where you live, people. Just wear it. Just wear it, y'all. Just put wear it mask. on. Exactly. Self-care is community care. Okay. Exactly. Wear the mask. <laughs> Find a cute one. Wear the mask. Okay. Thank you so much. We're going to stop here and we'll see you next week. Okay. Bye, Bye y'all. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Be Real podcast. Stay connected to us and subscribe to Be Real wherever you listen to podcasts. And if you are feeling it, how about a five-star review? If our conversation sparked a question, join us in the Be Real podcast Facebook group. We hope that you have walked away with some new insights, curiosities, and ideas to better help you on your journey to mental wellness and overall well-being. I encourage you to go to bewellpsychotherapy.com and check out our services and programs. Again, that's bewellpsychotherapy.com. Okay, we have to stop here, but I'll see you next week.